The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Move through blocks and fulfill your passion and purpose. This is Stop Stopping Yourself with your host, Vincent Jenna. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Stop Stopping Yourself show. Yes, fulfill your passions and your purpose. I'm your host, Vincent Jenna, coming to you live from Raleigh, North Carolina, where the hurricane didn't do very much damage, but boy, did it hit hard up in the New York area where some of my relatives are. And I hope it didn't hurt anybody else, but I think we went through this last week. I don't even remember anymore. Time is an illusion completely. And if you don't believe that, just wake up in the morning and realize, holy cow, this entire month has gone by. We're in August already. We're, oh, forget it. There's no such thing as time anyway. So welcome to the today's show. We're going to be discussing a spiritual bank. Do you have a spiritual bank account? We're going to talk about that today and what that means and why it is so important today, why it's so important today. But it can be really confusing as to how to make deposits in that spiritual bank account. There is so much information out there. There is so much false information out there. There is so much uh, myths and fallacies out there. And every time you listen to somebody, there's a new thought, a new idea, a new opinion, a supposed new truth. It's really difficult these days as to figure out what to believe in. Um, for example, for example, um, it was just brought up, you know, not too long ago, I had heard somebody question, did Jesus really exist or was he just a, um, a metaphor, the whole thing, a metaphor, right, in the Bible? So unless you personally were back there, you don't know for sure, but there is a lot of evidence and one of the ways and see before you form opinions you need to do more research than read a book you need to study um, it's one of the things that i purposely did while i was going to school is i minored in religion so that i could really learn a lot about it and um based on the idea if jesus existed yes there is more than the biblical evidence. There are writings about Jesus from other countries, believe it or not. There are. There are books about a very famous rabbi who existed during that time, um, who, who was preaching spread throughout many different regions and areas of the world at that time. Yes, there were other writings. Um, and just so not to be confused, the original Bible was written in Aramaic, Aramaic, a completely different language that cannot be totally translated by the average human being. Why? Because most people today are not versed or expert in Aramaic writing, because Aramaic writing had more to do with sounds than words. 
Yasua. Yasua. Was Jesus' name then? Yasua. It meant more than just Jesus. And in any case, um, there are writings today that suggest the story of Jesus was copied from other uh, writings, from other uh, belief systems. And in actuality, it has been proven that a skeptical organization, which there is one, by the way, there is an actual organization and, and skeptics and cynics purposely wrote those stories about how Jesus's story and even how the creation and how all the beginning texts of the Bible were uh, happened in different regions and earlier so they were just copied, in other words, right? And and the story of Jesus, it's shown in, in three other different texts, supposedly, earlier than when Jesus was born, about the idea of the star, you know, that was above him and the planets coming together, about the idea that there was a child born in a barn and in a manger, the whole story of an immaculate conception, that whole story supposedly had occurred for different belief systems. And in actuality, that is incorrect. Um, uh, none of them, there is only one story of Jesus, one accurate story, well, one story of Jesus, and that is during the, what you're reading from the Bible. The other ones were falsely created and implanted in society. And if you don't believe me, look at all the false stories that go around today, right? All, all, all the things that you don't know what to believe. Gosh, you're on Facebook and you have no idea what to believe that your friend writes or a relative writes and posts today. Because that's the way our society has gone. You know, in order to try to prove a point and in order to support a belief system, we create defense mechanisms. And I, I've explained this so that you understand the human mind. And the human mind is capable of creating anything it wants to support one's beliefs. So if one doubts, one's cynical, one doesn't believe in the God, one doesn't believe in Jesus, you can come up with any story and you can plant it and have enough people to support it that it now makes everybody else question it. I mean, I know some of the most intelligent, supposedly the most intelligent people on a spiritual journey and path even turn around and say, oh, I don't know if I believe in the story of Jesus because it's been shown that that story was replicated from other previous stories of previous um, spiritual belief systems. And so the cynics and the skeptics succeeded. They put doubt in people's minds. But let me try to help you remove that doubt. If Jesus did not exist, then his teachings would have absolutely no power, no authenticity, right? It was all fake. However, his words do have power. Why? Because when you practice them, things change. 
when you practice them, your life turns around. And so the proof is in the pudding. The proof isn't just in the faith of the words. The proof is in the outcome of your life. And and haven't we talked about that? Isn't the whole reason why we want to get on a spiritual journey is not just so that we can feel like goody goodies walking around believing in spiritual wonderful things and I love my neighbor and and I love myself. It's so that you can create a better life and a better world because one produces the other. So this is all about evidence. This is about evidence. So therefore the evidence of Jesus and his teachings is there. Evidence is there. It's been there for the past 2,020 years. And the opposite occurs as evidence as well. So in other words, if you don't follow those words and you follow the opposite of them, you see the results exactly what he's talking about. It'll be a hell. Your health will fail. Your finances will fail. Your relationships will fail. Your life will fail. And it does. And look around. Just look around. So we're here, and I know this show is here, to help you on this spiritual path and journey. So anybody who wants to call in, please do, and 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 just hold the line and be patient with me. I know I already have a phone call, and I'm going to get to you real soon. I promise you. I promise you. Little education first. It may help you also um, with what you are listening to right now with your question. So call in and and just hold on for me, okay? You're going to be listening anyway, right? Okay. So a spiritual bank account, spiritual bank account, what's the purpose of it? It's to help you. You want to be able to make withdrawals from that spiritual bank account at some point. You're going to be making withdrawals at some point. And I've briefly talked about this in in, in many of my shows. So if you've listened to any of them, you've heard some of this before. But I'm going to emphasize it more now because it's more important now than ever before because so many people are calling me with such horrible issues. And I can tell you this right now. If you do not have a spiritual bank account, then all hell can break loose in your life. Yeah. Because all you're left without a spiritual bank account, you're left with a void. Nothing, nothing can replace a spiritual bank account. Nothing. You can have all the money in the world in a bank account. Billions of dollars in a bank account. And it still not be enough to help you during a crisis. You can't pay your way out of a crisis. And here's the proof of that. Do you know one rich man who is able to pay his way out of getting the coronavirus? And don't don't, you know, think of, well, well, yeah, the guy at the top, he can pay his way out. No, nobody can pay their way out. They can pay for extra drugs. Rich people can pay for extra drugs and and maybe boost their immune system and literally have a supporting network of doctors standing and following them every single day. And the moment they sneeze, oh, my gosh, get them you know, pound them with whatever here. We've got this, we've got vitamin C, we got get it in them, you know. But 
it still can't prevent it because anybody can get the coronavirus. Anybody can get any type of illness. So you may be able to feed them with all the, the antibiotics and uh, immune system boosters, but that doesn't even stop people from getting cancer. I had some very rich people calling me up that have been sick and have had cancer. I was a hospice social worker and had patients who were very wealthy and had cancer. So a money bank account doesn't do anything. What about a personality bank account? Well, to me, true personality goes along with your spiritual journey. You can't, you can fake it. Yes, absolutely. There's wonderful fakers out there, wonderful fakers. I know many of them where they present such a positive uh, front, such a positive mask, such a positive facade. My mother was one of them. Oh my gosh, people loved my mother, adored her because she knew how to act publicly. She wanted everybody to have the right impression of her. So not only did she dress perfectly and dress me perfectly and my brother perfectly, so whenever we were together with her, we made her look good. And she was just beautiful in that way. And she always smiled with people and was so polite and nice and, oh, Pauline, oh, you're wonderful, you're loving. And then all I can remember is coming home in the house and hearing nothing but complaints about all of the people she just ran into, her loved ones, her sisters, her family, her friends. Oh, I know what they're saying about me. Oh, they're saying all these terrible things. Oh, I know that they're mad at me. That's why they didn't invite me over for dinner. Oh, I know what's going on with them. I know. She was so paranoid and she had such such mental disorders that she knew how to put up a wonderful front. Borderline personality disorder. Borderline personality disorder. If you don't know anything about it, you don't need to research it. I'll just tell you. Borderline personality disorder usually, usually are people, mostly women, though men can have it too, who have been so horribly sexually molested that part of their defense mechanism, in actuality, they do not know how to self-soothe, but part of their defense mechanism is to present such a perfect front. And my mother is a perfect example of that again, because she was sexually molested. And so they, they, they present such a perfect front. And as long as you are perfect back to them and give them all this love and attention and adore them and compliment them, they're wonderful. They think you're fabulous. But the moment you even appear to say anything negative, have anything, um, uh, uh, any doubts or, oh, or cancel, oh, hon, yeah, I know we're supposed to have lunch today, but I can't make it. They immediately split, it's called splitting, where they go from absolutely adoring and loving you to absolutely hating you and coming up with every reason why you're the devil itself. And so on the inside, that's what they're feeling, you know, about themselves. It's a horrible disorder, and most therapists don't like working with borderline personality people because these people, I, I know it. I even had some clients where they absolutely adore me until I corrected them. And then that was it. I was terrible, right? 
So, so people can walk around with that wonderful front and still not have a spiritual bank account. They're not spiritual. They're not really walking in life. Not if you're coming home and complaining. Not if you're feeling bad. Not if you're still ill. Not if love is, is not true. It's not unconditional. You lose it. People don't want to be around you. Your children don't want to be around you. Right. So it doesn't make a difference how great you act either. It is not a spiritual bank. So personality style doesn't necessarily go along with a spiritual uh, bank account unless the personality is real. Are you truly a loving, compassionate person? Then that is going to stay with you inside the house as well as outside the house. And yes, then it goes hand in hand, because the more you develop a spiritual bank account, the more personable and loving you will become. It goes hand in hand because that's what a spiritual bank account is all about. That's what spirituality is all about. So you can fake one. You can even fake being spiritual. And if you don't believe that, let's go look at some of your religious people today. Holy moly. I've never heard more condemning beings before than certain Christians out there. Whoa. Christianity is getting such a bad rap. It is not religion, by the way. It is not religion. It is not what's written in the Bible that makes people bad Christians. It is their choices that make them bad Christians. It is their 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 hurts and scars and pains that make them filter the information the wrong way that makes them bad Christians, including the ministers who are teaching this stuff. So it is not the religion, religion never caused the problem. We have people out there that say, and there's this one cynic guy from from um, Great Britain, uh, from from the UK. I don't remember his name, but I've seen him on on so many documentaries. Um, dang, if you know the name, you can always call call in. He is such. He's the leader of of cynics and skeptics, and um, and he's he says the. All of the world problems today is because there we created religion. And that is just not the truth. We created the religions we created because of the problems that we were having. The religion is not causing the problems. It's the way we created them and chose to believe in them that has caused the problems. It always comes from us. It always comes from one person's individual belief of himself or herself. That's what creates all the external problems. It starts with your own personal beliefs. And then you will create an outer problem based on those beliefs. It's a defense mechanism. Remember, if you don't believe me, go listen to, go to my website at vincentjenna.com. Okay. And go to the digital audio tab and download, get... God, it's not working, the lecture, and stop stopping yourself and become unstoppable, the lecture, the course. You need to listen to those so that you understand how the human mind works and why we're creating all of these defense mechanisms and problems. So a spiritual bank account is what a spiritual bank account is going to do to you, going to do for you. It is going to support you. It is going to be there like a foundation. You build a great foundation in a home, you can always depend on that foundation. Even at the worst earthquake or 
or hurricane, right? As long as the foundation is strong enough, it can support. Now, of course, this, you know, you can, can have a complete destruction depending upon how strong the hurricane and the earthquake is. Don't get me wrong. We're humans here. You know, that spiritual bank account isn't going to save you if you're standing in front of a machine gun or you step on a mine and you blow up, okay? You know, no, that is not going to save you, but it will save your soul, at least. But what a spiritual bank account will do is help you avoid all of that and and give a, a sense of protection around you that's even better than just the average person walking around ignorant and negative. So in other words, if you have a spiritual bank account, you can even be walking down the street and all of a sudden go, mm, you know what, I'm going to turn over here. Usually I go straight and I'm going to turn over here and I'm going to go down this street instead. And then come to realize later that there was a big giant um, sinkhole that had opened up on that street that you were going down, whether you were bicycling, walking, driving down, and, and some cars and people got hurt in it. But meanwhile, you were directed another way. A spiritual bank account can help you with that because it opens up your channels more. So we're going to talk about what a spiritual bank account really is, but like right now, I would like to go to uh, my caller, because you've been waiting so patiently, calling from Arizona. So, um, Beth, you are on the air with me. How are you today, Beth? Fine. How are you, Vincent? I'm, I am I'm doing fabulous. Go ahead. Wonderful. I've, I've heard you on other podcasts and everything. And, you know, I was you were talking about your spiritual bank account. And... Um, I uh, worked for hospice and home care as a CNA for them uh, for eight years. And I kind of started developing my spiritual, I would have things that would come in, especially when my patients passed. And um, I seemed to be more in tune then then I am now. I'm not doing that work now. Maybe I should go back, but <laughs> um, but I'm just I'm I want to help people. And what I really want to do is I want people not to be afraid when they are casting. Um, you know. Oh wow! You can use so much of your experience, Beth. Yeah. To be able to do that. I, and I can tell you why it was easier. Totally get it. And for everybody to understand that, there are definite angels in this world. And a hospice CNA, besides a hospice nurse and even a hospice social worker, but a hospice CNA is one of the biggest angels because they deal with so much in taking care of patients who are so ill and who are in the process of dying, trying to keep them comfortable, trying to to keep them hygienically clean during their time so that they don't get 
bed sores, you know, being around them, giving them baths and showers. And some of them aren't always nice. They're they're not necessarily cooperative. And and to me, Beth, (laughs) you are a living angel. But you see the amount of compassion that you need to have to do that job during that time opened your channels and your heart. Mm-hmm. And that will automatically make you intuitive and put you on that spiritual path. Now, yes, you've been out of that work. And so what winds up happening is then the mundane world starts setting in. Yeah. And without without knowing that, OK, I've got to go to work today. I've got five patients I've got to take care of. OK. And, and then automatically the heart starts opening up again. Right. If you mm-hmm. are not doing that on a daily basis for yourself. Yeah, that definitely it's going to close. That was the whole reason, believe it or not, when Jesus said, when two or more gather in my name, there's where I will be. And why we got the idea of going to church on Sundays, okay, or going to Mm -hmm. temple, you know, um, once a week. It was to remind us. It was to Mm -hmm. remind us exactly what you were feeling when you were working every day as a hospice CNA. So what you have to do for yourself is you have to remember. Remember the feeling. Remember, yeah, even the frustration that went behind it. Oh, my gosh, it was so taxing and so tiring sometimes. And But you know what? How rewarding it was to make somebody yeah. feel so comfortable before they passed. And that's the reason why you want to continue to do some of that work now, but in a different way. So remind yourself, Beth of what it felt like and your heart will open up again. It's like riding, getting back on a bicycle. You will learn how to ride it again the moment you open up your heart because I see that work coming up for you. You are Mm -hmm. a perfect person to teach how not to be afraid. And take a mediumship course, by the way, um, so you can start actually bringing in deceased loved ones because there's nothing better than talking with a person who's afraid of dying and reconnecting that person with a loved one who's that's, deceased yeah, that's what I okay love to do. we i we have a commercial coming up on right now and i don't mean to cut mm-hmm. you off if you have that's to okay. uh, have something else to continue with me just please hold on but uh, thank you so much for calling and listeners don't go away i'm going to put you on hold again beth just so you don't get cut off um uh, yeah come on back on the other side and we're going to talk about how to get a spiritual bank account and the rest of what a spiritual bank account can do for you and what it did for me when i had my heart attack and other things physically so this is the stop stopping yourself show i am your host vincent jenna stay with us We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Stop Stopping Yourself with Vincent Jenna. 
Here we go. Welcome back. Yes, this is the Stop Stopping Yourself show. And if you're just joining us today, we are talking. First of all, shame on you. Don't just join us halfway through. You got to listen to the whole thing. Come and join me at noon or 11 Central or 9 Pacific, right? 9, 10, 11, 12. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, Yes. Yeah, so we're talking about a spiritual bank account and why it is so important. And a spiritual bank account helps support you through life. Right. And, and so we're talking about how that actually works right now. And I'll just review that. If you're making deposits into a spiritual bank account, when a crisis or a situation comes up that you need support in, Everything that you deposited in the bank account, you can depend on to be able to make withdrawals. For example, I will share this. I've shared this before. In 2017, I had a heart attack. I was actually um, walking around with it three weeks prior to actually having gone to the hospital. Um, I had just finished a very important meeting with some with a producer and my PR rep, and we were talking about a television show for me and and um, the promise of that. And um, and and part of that had scared me. I wasn't paying attention to some of the internal emotions that I was feeling. And I was at a mall walking around and all of a sudden I got a pain in my chest and I was like, Wait a minute. And when I stopped, it went away. And I always knew that when you're doing an activity, that's the most that is when you can tell if you're having a heart attack. Usually, usually. And this isn't the the, the be all end all and, and in stone here. If you're just sitting down and you feel a sensation in your chest, usually that is not a heart attack. Usually you get a heart attack when you're doing, when you're exerting yourself in some way. That's what breaks off the plaque and causes the plaque to go and clog something within your heart. So I was walking and all of a sudden I got a pain in my chest. And as soon as I stopped walking, the pain went away. Well, the psychic in me and the intuitive part in me went right away. Oh my God, this better not be a heart attack or a, a clog of any kind, but but I knew that I was going to be okay right then and there, which is the reason why I didn't overly respond. I felt comfortable, and that's when my all of a sudden my spiritual bank account started to kick in. It did tell me, and, and intuition told me, all right, um, I, and I was in, out in L.A., and I live in Raleigh, so I wasn't even home. I was like, okay, I'm going to be okay. Let me just take it easy. The first thing I'm going to do is let me go over to CVS and let me get some bare aspirin, baby aspirin, and start taking some aspirin. That'll help. And sure enough, it did. And so that happened. That was going on. I got home. It went away. It didn't happen again, you know, until I went to the gym and I was walking on a treadmill. Bam, the same thing happened again. Now, mind you, it wasn't major, major, major pressure. And it went away. So I decided, and I hadn't told my wife yet. And so, you know, I'm home. I finally tell my wife, uh, you know what? I'm going to make an appointment with the doctor, go have my chest checked out, all of that stuff, make a, you know, an exam and went for blood work. And then I go on Friday for the exam. But meanwhile, my daughter um, and her husband just bought a new home and we went over to see it and then t- took a drive to um you know Lowe's home 
department stores so that we can get some supplies for them. And then we went out to dinner and boy, do I love my Chinese buffets. And we went to a Chinese buffet. And after I got home, I walked into the house. As soon as I walked into the house, I got a pain in my chest, unlike the one that I had earlier. It didn't bring me down to my knees. It was very isolated, but it was very, it was more painful. And this time it was not going away, not even when I stopped. And so I knew right away, okay, call 911. That's it. I'm having a heart attack. So, yes, I had been walking around with a 99% blockage in one of my major arteries off of my Widowmaker. For three weeks, I was walking around with that clog. Three weeks. Now, let me tell you what a spiritual bank account does. My doctor turned around and said, I cannot believe this. You're 99% blockage. First of all, you shouldn't have survived. Second of all, there should have been major damage. There isn't even a scar, nothing. It was as if you never had the heart attack. They put the stint in and said, you are going to be perfectly fine. In fact, your heart is pumping more blood through your system than the average person. Your heart is almost that of an athlete and believe me i am no athlete not at all not even close i'm more of an athletic supporter but i am not an athlete and so there i have this strong heart there it kept me from dying it kept me from having damage and i know what it's all attributed to is my spiritual bank account and anything because of my age now that is coming up that I might have is minor because of my spiritual bank account. And you will make withdrawals from your spiritual bank account unknowingly, unknowingly. It's why maybe you'll get a flat tire when you're driving your car one day but you won't end up in the six car pile up on the highway that was in front of you that's what a spiritual bank account does maybe you even get the coronavirus but your symptoms aren't as bad as the majority of other people and you get through it that's what a spiritual bank account will do Sometimes it can even prevent you from, from getting it, depending upon how much is filled in that spiritual bank account. You can depend on spirituality. You cannot depend on humanness. You, there is no such thing as a human bank account. Humans are susceptible to the physicality of this world. Humans are susceptible to victimization. Souls and spiritual, spirituality is not. There is no such thing as a victim in a spiritual world and in this universe. But if you want to walk around just as a blank, void, physical being, then yes, you're susceptible to everything else in this world just like a bug is, that some exterminator can come along, spray a chemical, and now the bug is dead. You, you're no more than a bug. 
oh yes okay i've got my buddhists out there right now going bugs are special too they're living things yeah you're right but they're the lower end of the vibrational living thing a cucumber does not have the same value as a bug nor the same value as a human being so let's get our hierarchy in order here so yes subtract your spiritual understanding and your soul away from your human body and it actually has no value and what's the proof of that it dies the physical body dies it ends the soul doesn't it's the soul that empowers the physical body not reversed the physical body does not empower the soul the soul empowers the body and once the body is gone the soul still survives the soul is the power the soul is what's unlimited the soul is spirituality and that understanding right there starts your spiritual bank account deposits understanding who you are as a spiritual being is primary in even opening up a spiritual bank account and you can't fake it going to church or or just picking up a bible and studying bible scriptures does not feed the spiritual bank account so let's talk about what feeds your spiritual bank account well it starts heavily with your beliefs right that's where it starts because your beliefs guide everything else number one you can't have a spiritual bank account without believing that there is a deity a source of power a god it doesn't matter what you call it to a certain extent if the definition bothers you or the word bothers you you really don't have an open bank account <laughs> okay um i have to say this a, a lot of my california colleagues have literally told me it is unnecessary to use the word god with them because they're more spiritually advanced and you can just call it spirit or source but the word god is me uh, is less than to them and i'm like beyond that okay it's like i'm so beyond people needing the right word for anything spiritual whatever you want to believe about it is what's going to determine what deposits you're making in your spiritual bank account so let's just call it god that is the first thing because spirituality has to do with your understanding and beliefs about who you are your relationship with some power or source your relationship to each other and your relationship to this world that is what spirituality is all about and it has nothing to do with religion religion was actually mankind's way of expressing their spiritual beliefs as limited as the religions may have been that's as limited as the beliefs have been so you can make deposits into your 
spiritual bank account, you can make really tiny ones, just like a little kid does. I remember when I was old enough, I used to go to to ride with my mother. She used to take a train. We lived in New York and in in Queens, and she used to take a train to go to her bank because it wasn't down the block. It was interesting. It wasn't that banks weren't on every street corner the way they are now. And so we had to take a train to go to the bank whenever she made a deposit. And I remember before I was nine years old, so I was about seven or eight years old, and she used to have a Christmas club. And 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 I'm sure many of you knew what that is. It's you open up a special bank account before Christmas time, many months before Christmas time. It could actually start in January 1st. You can open up, you know, January 2nd when the banks are open and go open up a Christmas club, which meant you made deposits into that special account and then you use that money, of course, to buy Christmas presents for people. And I remember one year when I was getting an allowance, and it was really only a couple of pennies, that she let me open up my own Christmas club. And I would make deposits of my my allowance that I got, which was very little at the time, I think a quarter a week. So spiritual bank accounts are the same way. You can deposit a quarter a week, 10 cents, a nickel, even a penny. Anything that you do that is in a positive light, yeah, it can be a penny. But then there's other things that you can do where you can deposit 100 bucks at a time. Right? The amount of compassion you have towards somebody, it, and you, can, you can figure out the level. You can figure out the level of what it is. Nothing, it's not all equal. Acts are not all equal. So your beliefs are not all equal. So yeah, you may act like a good person in life and you're not really hurting anybody. So you can make small deposits. But now you believe heavily in something bigger and better. And your beliefs guide you. And that's going to make bigger deposits into your spiritual bank account. So your beliefs about who you are, your relationship with each other, beliefs are primary in opening up and feeding the spiritual bank account. And then the next important, very important, are acts, deeds, actions. What do you do? So words are one thing. Okay, you you will make... A deposit if you believe that there is a God, you're connected to it. New thought, understanding actually makes you make bigger deposits because it's not narrowed beliefs. Like some old dogmatic fundamentalist beliefs. Right. Um, So now you're making some really big deposits there, but your actions will make the greater deposits, your actual actions, your compassion for people and what that causes you to do. Do you help others? Do you not judge others? Do you stand up for others? There is this wonderful television show. I absolutely love it. I forgot the guy who's the star of it, but it's called What Would You Do? where there's hidden cameras and they set up these terrible situations in public places where the public can 
here. So the last one we were just watching, it's two gay guys in, in a store and they're shopping for um, football paraphernalia because they're going to the football game. And these are all actors, mind you. And there is a man in the store, this is an actor, but criticizing them and making fun of them about being gay and yet being interested in football. And if you heard that publicly, would you do anything? That's the whole show. What would you do? And they have the cameras on people and and you see some of them right away stepping in wonderful people out there just stepping in to protect the gay guys and, you know, being polite. Um, some of them is not are not necessarily polite, but most of them are very polite and saying, why don't you leave them alone? Keep your opinions to yourself. There is absolutely nothing wrong with these two. And, and really trying to comfort them. Those are the types of actions I'm talking about, too. They make real big spiritual bank deposits. And then following on a daily life, following your words, following these beliefs, reading about them, wanting to change your life, wanting to improve your life, wanting to follow a path of the spiritual leaders, Jesus, Muhammad, Buddha, um, uh, Gandhi, even Martin Luther King Jr., these spiritual leaders, Nelson Mandela, gosh, you can even throw in Oprah Winfrey today. She has beautiful things to say. Wonderful um, online television show that she's been doing lately, uh, which is which are fabulous shows. You know, when you start putting those things into practice and you try to heal yourself, you are filled your spiritual bank account and you are making yourself stronger and stronger so yes if one day your age or or you you being around some other people who may have this virus and you don't get it or you get it and it's really minor right or or you even if you're you're driving with a friend and they're in a car accident but you hardly get injured um or or there is some financial crisis in the world in the united states but you don't suffer as much that's all the times you make withdrawals on your spiritual bank account and why it's so important and yes it does work so it has nothing to do with one person being luckier than another well, why is this person more fortunate than me? Why, why, how come you're not suffering like everybody else is suffering? Why? Because I opened up a spiritual bank account 37 years ago, and I have been making deposits in it as best I can, both my wife and I. And when you're in partnership, oh my gosh, can you fill that bank account? Because guess what, people? What partnership does for you? You get to share in the other person's bank account. You don't, it's not just an individual bank account. You can deposit in each other's account and it becomes one. Just like a marriage should be. You know, any of you people out there who are married and have your own separate bank accounts, unless they're kept there, you have a small little bank account to side, or maybe one credit card you keep aside so you can buy surprise gifts for the other person without them knowing it. And you have separate bank accounts because you wanna stay an individual and independent and be your own person, you're a fool. Because then you have no idea what it is to be married or to trust each other. 
even if it means you can lose all of your money with the other person. Better to become one than to remain separate because then you'll never learn what being one is. So yes, you can deposit in each other's bank account that way. My wife, the more she loves me, not only is she depositing in her own bank account, she's adding to mine. And so we have, the two of us have one big giant bank account. And guess what? Our children can even feed off of that bank account because since we created them and we created them from love and we really are all one, our bank account is open to them and it constantly gets replenished. You can't withdraw enough from a spiritual bank account to empty it if you are following the right path. You cannot. If your bank account becomes emptied, something in life is shutting down the deposit section mundaneness or maybe something bad happened no and and beth i know you're still listening maybe this is what's happened to you early on when you were working as a hospice cna oh my gosh you were making so much deposits on it but then life starts getting to us right you stop working there's a little bit more stress maybe you're not as fulfilled in the work that you're doing and that's and you keep making withdrawals on that bank account to get by to get by to get by but nothing is replenishing the account that's what you want to be able to do now is Beth and everybody else replenish your account. Yes, you make withdrawals, but you must replenish it. And how do you replenish it through your beliefs and reminding yourself who you are on a daily basis through your practices, meditate, go to a spiritual center, listen online. Now when you can't go, oh my gosh, there's so many incredible people online. You want to listen to some incredible people? I'll tell you some incredible people. All right, Reverend Temple Hayes, my God, if you don't have a chance to listen to her, make sure you listen to her. Reverend Denise Schubert, she is now coming on and you'll see her online. I absolutely love her and adore her. Other people on this show, Suzanne Giesman, she's amazing. She's such a spiritual leader and luminary. Lisa Williams, right after me, Kelly Walden, sorry, Kelly Sullivan Walden. All right, dream doctor, dear colleague and friend of mine, Sonny Dawn Johnston. Oh, my God, I can't go through the list. There are so many people to feed your spiritual bank account. Turn it on. And here's another person, and you're not going to believe I'm telling you this, but Joel Osteen. Oh, my God, I love that man. That man is a closet metaphysician, so don't criticize him just because he says two minutes before his show and two minutes at the end of the show that if you accepted Jesus as your savior, you're saved. He says that for the fundamentalist, but listen to the words in between. They are total, total metaphysical concepts of God and who you are and what you should be doing. I love that man. Love that man. I especially love his suits and his tie. They're so perfect. And they're perfect for a person like me who, who is semi-OCD and an Italian-styled guy. I like that. So, so this is what you should be doing now more than ever. And when do you make these deposits? Here's the thing. You don't wait until you're in crisis mode because that's when you make a withdrawal. There is no way you're going to have the energy to make a deposit. No way. You're going to be making withdrawals when you're in crisis mode. You're going to be making withdrawals when you're in stress mode. And some modes will take out a little bit more from the spiritual bank than other times. 
So then when do you make the deposits? In between, you are you have more time out of crisis mode than in crisis mode. Now, if you are in constant crisis mode, you're not even near a spiritual bank. You can't even depend on somebody else's spiritual bank because you're just feeling nothing but negative after negative after negative, and you're creating nothing but negative. Here is what happens when you don't have a spiritual bank account. The opposite happens. When you do not have a spiritual bank account and you are completely dependent upon the human you, you're completely vulnerable and it's as if you are standing in the middle of the world with a giant target painted on your front and back and everything is taking potluck shots at you. That's what it means not to have a spiritual bank account. So if you're in that mode, then understand that's what you've created. You've painted yourself. Now, you can continue to blame your past. And believe me, I understand. The target was given to you when you were a child because of the way you were raised and the lack of belief you have about yourself. But to continue to wear it today is your responsibility. Get out and away from that target. Stop being just a human because you're not. Understand and and be directed to the correct spiritual stuff. That's another thing. Like I said, you can be directed to the wrong stuff and you're not making any deposits. And here is how you determine it. When, when is any stress in your life and it is being immediately healed, then you know you've been adding to your spiritual bank account. If there is stress and you see no light at the end of the tunnel, you don't have a spiritual bank account and everything you've been doing has been doing nothing. That's how you can judge. I'm Vincent Jenna, and this is the Stop Stopping Yourself show. Stay with me. Listen to the others here on Unity Online Radio. Have an incredible week. Start adding to that spiritual bank account. If you already have one, add big, big, big. The world is in a bad state of, of being right now. You need that spiritual bank account. Don't think you don't. So take care. I'll make some deposits for you. I love you all for listening. Be good to each other. Be good to yourself. Love the world. No judgment. Have a great week. I will be back here next week. Take care, everybody. God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and I've been a medical intuitive for over 30 years. Let me help you find new ways to heal physical and emotional problems. Be a part of my Healthy Living Intuitively podcast studio audience every week. Follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa fan page, and Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa One, to get that information. I answer audience questions, and you can learn from people calling in that might be dealing with the same things that you are. Follow Healthy Living Intuitively, part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network, and wherever you get your podcasts.